Hello and welcome to episode five of Heroic Stats. My name is Stephen. I'm here with Elliot Loves Rohan, Dave, Woo! our competitive legitimacy, and our first repeat guest, and still our first actual guest, uh, Will Champion <laughs> of Seventh City. Uh, buh, buh, buh. We're back, Davey. I'm back. We're back. He's back. He's back. Voldemort's back. Um. <laughs> What what we did what we doing uh, what we doing today today we're uh, we're having a little look at the tournaments from the last weekend uh, the usual we we had two tournaments in total um, spoilers on the left one with Seventh City one with Factorum and um, yeah so that's what we're going to go through today um, firstly hobby projects uh, this is the part of the the podcast that I have zero to contribute to uh, my current hobby project is I have a single wood elf with wood elf spear that i need to paint for this weekend um <laughs> so i've got three days to do that i hope i can get it done That's i've got contrast right. paints so it's quite a tight deadline for you yeah i mean i've painted 1600 points worth of models in 10 days before um do it again <laughs> fuck it i'll do it again <laughs> El- elliot have you done anything in the last week yeah i have actually i've painted during oh, Dur- oh yeah this is for your um Durin and Marden, the Durin Marden dream team. I'm gonna, I'm gonna make it work. Yeah, lovely. He's that's, cooking. That's what I'm we like cooking. to see. Marden's famously brilliant. Yeah, yes. we will love Marden. That's exactly what I have to take in. Dave, anything for you on the hobby perspective? Um, my yeah, my I finished off the foot version of Faramir for completion's sake, uh, for my Rangers of Athelion, which uh, I was. I guess hinting out the other episodes. I didn't actually fess it up because I'm a coward who doesn't like to say what his armies are ahead of time. Um, but yeah, I've, I've I think I might. It's possible we'll see it come out again at other points levels. I'm going to mess tinker with it, but I think 600 is something of a sweet spot. So might be uh, on the low down for a while. Yeah, I mean, I think in a shooting matter, obviously it does quite well. So we'll uh, hopefully we don't see too much of it though because it's um bit of a negative play experience some might say yeah will. I'll, that'll come up later maybe but yeah maybe will any any hobbying for you i know you've had a very busy week so uh we'll forgive you if not yeah I've, I've still managed to find time to do a little bit of tinkering um so i've painted up some goblins for an upcoming doubles tournament and some tiny tanks for legions imperialis as well oh nice oh, oh that's the uh doubles tournament defense of the north in bristol it is uh, Keep your eyes peeled and ears peeled, listeners, because we might have a uh, exclusive on that one coming out soon. Gosh, um, ooh, very cheeky, very cheeky. Oh, you're coming down to Bristol then, well? I am, yeah. You're, you're mean... partnering up with Mr. Wiggins. I am. Someone's got to carry him, so yeah. Wiggledy, piggledy. Well, maybe maybe he'll podium a uh, GBHL for the first time in a. <laughs> I mean. It's a slightly weird thing to say in a while, <laughs> but he definitely has put you into a GBHL. No, lovely um, guy. I'm just flaming him for no reason. Yeah, well, anyone in the Southern chat will know that Stephen and Wiggins have little slap fights from time to time. It's really cute. It is yeah. cute, yeah. A little romance blossoming. Very yeah, much so, exactly. yeah. Um, Yeah, I mean, with Danny and Clubby hosting it, there's going to be no... Southwest Stompers to take it away, so it's a wide open field, I would say. Exactly. Yeah. 
wide open for uh, for me and Elliot, low alpha steam to take the field. Uh, and uh, on, on that, that note, on that, let's get note, out of here. Let's move on to the <laughs> events of the weekend just gone. First of all, we had well, not first of all technically, but first of all for uh, a listener perspective, we had a doubles tournament at Factorum in Warminster. Uh, yeah. This was called Frodo Couldn't Have Done It Alone. Um, and the TO was Alex Cullen. The format was 800 points, three games. Um, now, Factorum, uh, not many people will have heard of it, but great venue, really like, there's just this, there's just this vibe to it where it's got like swords and board games and helmets and like all these cool historical stuff on the wall. And me and Elliot, it, it holds a special place in our hearts because it's some of the first ever uh, SPG tournaments we won. We won at Factorum. Um, yeah, it's a sick venue. It is, a, it is a sick venue. Some very complicated and potentially irritating, but beautiful boards is what I would say about it. Yes, the Oscillioth board. Yeah, sure. there, there's an Oscillioth <laughs> board, which is very dense. Uh, and please don't have cavalry if you're playing on it. Um <laughs> So for the uh, for the people who who went, uh, the most sporting was Jack Blythe and Eric. I'm going to butcher your surname, Peotto. Um, maybe like I was going to say is that Pidgeotto, but not. Um, and best painted was Richard Croydon and Simon Rafferty. Uh, they had a cheeky little Mordor alliance going on, which we'll get to in a moment. Uh, third place was James Patterson and Joe Gonzalez. Second place was Tom Patterson and Jordan Riley. Shout out Atomic Cards. And first place, well, we'll get to them in a second. Um, first of all, though, let's have a quick look at the, unfortunately very limited, but the best painted uh, with some lovely uh, third party minis. So that, those are some Blackguard and a Mortal Troll Chieftain. It's mm. quite sick. It's beautiful. That. Looks a little small for 800 points, but stunning nonetheless. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a fellow behind the wall there yeah <laughs> there's Sullivan. Uh unfortunately uh, I, I, we were limited on getting photos for this one I will confess it's entirely my neglect from being at another tournament spoilers for later on um, but yeah I, I really do enjoy this troll model it's it's quite it's quite cool when people uh, mm. just put a little bit of extra character into their models whether it's 3D, part, uh, 3D prints or not um, you know you can look at it and go yes that is a troll chieftain Yes, those are black guard of Baradur. Um, hmm. Yes, that is an orange dice. Shields. It is an yeah. orange dice. That's true. Those shields are about yeah, they're about a third of the size they should be. But um, uh, yeah. it's, maybe that's more accurate for the profile that they actually have rather than the model. Yeah. Anyway, and you can see a a photo of Factorum in, in on the right hand side. Also, the uh, To Alex, lovely guy, very friendly chap. Um, was chatting to him the other day. Just, uh, just a wonderful host. Um, but moving on to, and we're only looking at the first place list for this one. You'll see why when we get to the GP section. Um, first place list was uh, Dan Klubley and Dave Hawkins, uh, cutest couplet in the Southwest. Now to a fluffy GBHL 80, they took Assault on Lothlorien. Ooh, scumbags. Absolute scumbags. But wait Indian. a second. What's <laughs> this? <laughs> It's, it's a full old, spider list. The old 29 models. Total bamboozle. Um, That's beautiful. So for those audio listeners, 
of course, Assault on Othlorien, you look at it and you think, ah, bows, goblins mm, being shot in the dark. What they've got here is they've got Musgur, two warg riders with banner, uh, both with shield, one with throwing spears, a bat swarm, Ashrak, ten venomback spiders. I think they might just be spiders. I'm, I'm not entirely sure. No, they um, are venombacks. They are venombacks. Yeah, uh, Druzag have it for free. Uh, with a bat swarm and twelve standard giant spiders, I believe yeah, they'll be also venombacks. Are they all venombacks in this list? Yeah, if you take Ashrak, all of them become venombacks for free ah. as part of the list. And that's why we have Dave on the podcast, everybody. Because you don't read the rules before you talk about them. Well, <laughs> my book was upstairs, and I was making the PowerPoint. Earlier. Yeah, but this is correct. Um, this is this is it's a banger. So this is an absolute banger. And they won with it, so fair fucks to them. I was I was met I was uh, messaging Mr. Hawkins earlier and he was saying that the list was really fun and they got to do the things they wanted to and they were very fortunate in avoiding those matchups they didn't want. Um because at eight hundred points, uh having twenty two D three models, um albeit two wound D three models, uh quite squishy, shall we say. Yeah, I, I mean, two wounds helps a lot, actually. Fight four, courage, courage is good because uh, because Druzag is there. Yeah. You got some tricks. I mean, admittedly, I think this is probably fairly unsettled, but I mean, hey, clearly it, it did all right. <laughs> I'd be interested to see what scenarios they played, to be honest. Yeah. It's, um... I think it... one thing that plays the <clears throat> the advantage of this sort of list is because everything like in the army has the ability to be powered up it's really hard for your opponent to know what you know for you to telegraph what's going to happen yeah. um and just having the option to throw a spell out of left field at something they weren't expecting is actually pretty cool yeah absolutely mm-hmm. um yeah, that's a good that's a good point yeah especially with the potential terrain that they might have got at factorum um it could be actually having swift yeah, movement might have been true. really good um to be fair so a lot of forest terrain huh uh, a lot of forest terrain um just a lot, lot of thin terrain a lot of everything terrain a lot of stuff right. you might want vertical movement for um okay. so yeah it's a really interesting list and lovely what... to see it because what I will second... say is, oh. sorry no that probably that probably plays into like the gameplay fantasy as it were of uh aol properly like degenerate spider horde storming the uh Storming Lothlorien. Yeah. <laughs> and a couple is... of goblins at the back just waving their <laughs> arms around. Are you suggesting, Dave, that this is in fact an incredibly fluffy list? I think so. <laughs> I think this version of I, I love is it to be fair. I think it's brilliant. Yeah, this is really cool. I like it when people take take a list like this and they subvert your expectations entirely. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah, beautiful. Um but moving on from the cutest couple in the southwest, Seventh City Middle Earth Grand Prix 2024 GBHL 100, hosted by Seventh City Collectibles in the lovely Derbyshire countryside. Uh, the tournament organizer was William Champignon. Um, <laughs> 92 players in total, or at least 92 people who made the event. I know it was a capacity of 100 initially. Uh, 600 points with seven games. Uh, day one was four games with Monrad Swiss. So for anyone un- unfamiliar, uh, first game would be random. And then first and second would pair, third and fourth would pair, fifth and sixth would pair. Uh, there were definitely no redraws from people pointing out that first and second weren't paired. 
Um, day two was then seeded into pods based on the end of day one position. So the top eight were seeded to uh, um, compete for the top eight positions. And then it was split into 16 uh, groups of 16 players at a time um, mm-hmm. for the remaining pods who were all competing for their own prizes, which I think a lot of people really enjoyed having the opportunity to you get through day one and you haven't done as well necessarily as you would have liked to have done. Maybe you've won two games, maybe only won one, but you're then competing with people who are on a similar level of, of kind of winningness, shall we say. Um, And there's still everything to play for because there was a ticket. There were two tickets to next year's event for the top two of the uh, chaser pod. There was a ticket for everyone in the top eight. It was a lot of prize support. Was uh, nice good. to see. It's um, big, and of course, you know, having Seventh City as the as the hosts, obviously, will. Oh yeah. Here. Um, there was a lot of uh, uh, out of production minis for sale. Mm-hmm. Um, it was yeah, it was just a, a really good time. It was very so, fun watching, um, you know, hobbyist goblins crawling around a pile of miniatures, boxes of stuff, and picking them up. I was standing with some of the other guys and several people coming to me and be like, what's this? And I'm like, oh, it's it's the Dwemer Lake. And they're like, what's this? And like, that's a World War Chieftain you've got there, sport. It's just a good vibe. <laughs> I love yeah. I love rooting through that sort of thing. Someone's like, minutes. you might be an Antiques Roadshow expert. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you this. <laughs> you can expect to, to find worth. anywhere from between 25,000 <laughs> yeah, exactly. and 35,000 for this. On... <laughs> Yeah, no, it's a, it was a good time. I love that stuff. Like, I, I uh, it's fun because by the time we were looking at it, it was the Friday, uh, Saturday night, and spoilers, I, I won all my games day one. So I was sort of wish listing, fantasizing about what I might spend some store credit on if uh, if things went my way. Uh, spoilers, they didn't quite go the way I wanted, but still happy <laughs> to get. So happy to pick up a pick up a uh, free ticket nonetheless yeah that must have been nice right it's a lovely return on investment isn't it absolutely yeah i bought a ticket about two years ago i haven't had to pay for one since no that's not quite right one of our favorite things and this is going to sound a bit weird about the venue and the event was having uh our hotel room literally a five to ten second walk from where we were playing our games yeah (laughs) so if our game finished early we'd go and have a half hour lie down uh, we had our own private bathroom because it was in our hotel room. Um, yeah, it was just, it was yeah. quite a novel experience that. It was nice, yeah. Like one of my rounds finished comically early and then I could go and have a lie down rather than uh, sort of awkwardly loitering around all the tables for the whole time. Yeah. Which is fun. Nah. If, if you haven't if you haven't been to a GP yet, go to next year's. I'm telling you, go to next year's. Yeah, it'd be fun. Yeah. Um, Nice to see some fresh faces there, um, rather than us old bitter veterans. Um, but onto the prizes and the lists. Most sporting, Richard Ancliffe. I hope I'm pronouncing your surname right. And best painted, uh, a name we've heard before actually, um, with maybe a similar army was Dan Stewart from Drawn Combat Blog. Uh, I'll just come on to that. Yeah, now this might or may or may not have been an expanded form of the same army that won best army at uh into the west yeah and you can mm-hmm. definitely see why because holy shit what a great job the level of detail. it's awesome isn't it yeah absolutely it's... awesome i can't help but vote for it again really like i just love the canned guys converted 
Yeah, Hello. and the the uh, bl um the war priest with the uh with the blade scythe. Yeah, and uh, Rutabi, just wonderful stuff. Well done. Yeah. Fantastic job, Dan. And yeah. yeah, there's the there's the picture of the howler. If you get a chance to find this, if you if you're listening and you don't have the the, the video for this, I recommend finding a picture of this because it's fantastic. It's absolutely gorgeous work. Um, as I say, we, we've already celebrated the work on the podcast, but it really is worth the look. Um, and he said he'd been working on this for an age, just like cracking on with it every weekend and whatnot. So this um, must be very validating for him. I'll be. Yeah. I'm interested to know if the the howder, which appears to be made out of the same stuff as the as the Dragon Emperor's. I was just thinking that thing. I wonder if that's actually from a Dragon Emperor. In which case, that's stellar commitment. Or if he's somehow managed to recreate it, which I think might even be more more impressive. I don't know. I, I wonder if it's made from a spare dragon emperor that was miscast, um, or maybe it's that maybe someone's mocked up some STLs that are the same stuff. But I mean, yeah. if that is the case, then fair play to them because that looks amazing. Yeah. Absolutely. Either way, it's great, isn't it? I've um, yeah. I've seen this army a couple of times, and it's it's sort of grown over time. Because I know he's also got some Candice chariots that have got um, like Easterlings yeah. riding them instead. Like the, he's he's got a, an immaculate project that sort of spans quite a lot of the model range, um, yeah, and it all looks just as good as this does. I think yeah. that that great beast is a phenomenal centerpiece, and I really appreciate that. Well, like you're saying, sometimes over the course of one of the slightly strange things that happens at this this hobby is when you go to a lot of tournaments in a year you'll see the same armies but you'll see them sort of grow and mutate and it's just fascinating especially with a project as good as this obviously many armies are not as good as this but anything that's great you're just super excited to see someone who's added a few more bits new conversions yeah. new amazing paint jobs i think it's a really underrated aspect of the continuity that comes from going to a lot of tournaments yeah like absolutely gorgeous work but anyway on to the Onto top the eight lists. Let's Not go. the top three lists. That's right. Top eight lists. Oh, boy. So, so this would be all the people who got into the top pod uh, after the end of day one. Yep. So, so first of all... Oh, you're going to say I was day? just going to say, I believe... I think there were... Uh, I think it was mostly people on four wins. There may have been some people on a draw. There was two people who got a loss. I know that. Similar yeah, there to was last one year. person on a draw. Yeah, two okay, people so on three losses. It was, it was quite a it was quite a drawy day one. Um, with yeah. the nature of the the scenarios that got rolled up, um, because normally you would expect um from that many players to have about six people on four wins, and then it would be two, three in a draws. Um, mm, but because yeah. quite a few people ended up sort of cancelling out with the draws, it was uh. It, a bit of a wider top eight than it would it would statistically yeah. be. All right, but rounding off the bottom of the top pod was Shen Long, um, who I believe is a listener or watcher. So shout out Shen. Uh, both Dave and I did have the pleasure of playing him as well. So nice to see him as well. Mm -hmm. um, his list was Suladan, Serpent Lord with Armored Horse. So Six we're talking about the poison arrows. <laughs> we're not no poison arrows six horizon <laughs> warrior with bow and spear three horizon warrior with bow two serpent guard three serpent rider a watcher of Kana with bow three merchant guard raza two serpent guard a mahood king with war camel spear uh sorry war spear and shield and six hood warrior with blowpipe and spear and two there two mahood raider with blowpipe and war spear and two half draws 
So rounding out at 33 models with eight might, 10 bows, and eight blowpipes. Hmm. Now, I, I think a lot of people were having the same thought about this list that you're taking Serpent Horde but haven't necessarily maximized your capacity for bows or what you could do with the list, as it were. Yeah, I would say that's a fair assessment. It's um, a real mixed bag, isn't it? Um, yeah. I quite what I do like about this list is um, it is the fact that it can fight as well as it can shoot, and he's kind of compromised one to get a, a more mm. all rounder list, um, which you know will have suffered in certain games against certain matchups, but then in other ones where he's had to, you know, scrap a lot more, he's probably set himself up quite well. Um, I know that he's, you know, he, he's come last in the top eight, but. That's no small feat with the field that was there and the amount of experienced players too. Um, hmm. And I know that he was absolutely thrilled with that result. I got to have a little chat with him um, after the event was done. And uh, he, he's relatively new to the game. He hasn't been to a huge amount of events. And so he was like absolutely over the moon with uh, how he performed. And, the, you know, the list can slap. You've got um, got some half trolls in there. You've got some of the African Merchant Guard, which I think are like one of the best profiles in the game. You just can't get the models nowadays. It's it it's a real catch all list. I I really rate it to be fair. Yeah, you still oh, yeah. got eighty dots, haven't you? Yeah, he did mm. say when uh we were playing. I think he'd played like three games of this list before using it, which I think this this isn't one of those lists you can just plug and play. I think there's a little no, bit more nuance no, to absolutely it. Absolutely not. So yeah, very well that. done yeah. for getting to the top pod. If he 100%. if he starts going to more events, he he could well be one to watch for sure. It's deceptively a greater courage this list is as well when it's broken because you've got just extremely good coverage on high courage models, which in evil is quite rare. So, mm. I mean, you've got Suladan's courage five with a 12 inch stand fast, Raza's um, uh, his sworn protector, which is even rarer in evil. Um, in fact, I don't think there is anything else that has it in evil. I didn't even know he had that to be fair. Yeah, people forget it a lot, but he's got sworn protector, Suladan. And then the Mahud King also gives the Mahud Warriors. So he's courage five, and then the the army bonus from the Mahud half means that if he's fighting, he his basically he either gets a stand fast or if he's fighting six inch, they get auto passing courage as well, which is awesome. It just yeah, it doesn't actually have a problem with that. So unlike a lot of evil lists where having thirty three models might be an issue, this one actually slugs it out pretty well once it's broken. Having said that. It's 33 models and like a third of it, two thirds of it, sorry, is D D4, roughly speaking. And um, yeah, a list like the one, my list, which is the one after this one, will absolutely take it to pieces, which is what happened when we played. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a that's a fair assessment. It is, it'll stick around courage wise, but it is deceptively fragile due to its defense. Yeah. Um, I almost feel like you ought to have more half trolls or less half trolls as well. Two is yeah, two is more, a, is more a or fewer. Yeah, exactly. I, I like <laughs> I like uh, a good chunk of half trolls, and then you can sort of play around that and keep your squishy stuff safer. Or I like no half trolls for a list like this. Yeah. I, I think if you if you are going to invest in the half trolls, you you have to you can't really do it half heartedly. Um, if you if you get a proper solid full yeah, line troll. of them, they absolutely just mince through everything. They do, um, yeah. 
They're essentially yeah. Urukai captains. Yeah. For 23 points? That's 22, I think. I don't remember. 23 I think with the, the two-handed weapon. Oh, sure. Okay, which you probably wouldn't bother with. Yeah, and strength were... five two attacks. It's a bit unnecessary to do hand yeah. maybe. No, you you pay that one point and give them an action instead, and then they're they're real spicy. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Chunky. true. I mean, strength six on troops. I agree with that call. That's a very good call. Pro, pro tip. <laughs> so, um, moving on to the seventh place list. Uh huh. Whoa. Whoa, 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 it's whoa, whoa. David Farmy. It's uh, David Farmy. Sorry. Farmy. Um, how do you pronounce that name? Um, apologies if the bottom of the slides or the sides of the slides are being cut off. Uh, our intern is currently on an unpaid vacation, so um, I'm not entirely sure where our camera feeds are going to be showing up, if they're going to be showing up at all. Um, so seventh place, David Farmer. We've got Rangers of Athelion at 600 points. Got yep. Faramir, Captain of Gondor with Horse and Bow. Six Rangers, six Rangers with Spear. We've got Frodo with Mithril Coat, Sting and Elven Cloak, Sam with Elven Cloak, and Smeagol, not Gollum. Warband 3 is Madril, 6 Rangers and 6 Rangers with Spear. And Warband 4 is Mablung, 3 Rangers of Gondor and 3 Rangers of Gondor with Spear. Ooh. 36 models, 12 might, and 33... Oh, beg your pardon. Ooh. 33 bows. <laughs> yep. I like this list, but oh, yeah. I don't love it um, i hate this list it's miserable yeah i, I think mean, it's really nice and themey dave thanks, mate. <laughs> I, I mean it is nice and themey but that's sort of not with the right way the issue the problem with this list um is strength two shooting is i i picked it because i anticipated uh hunter orcs being popular at the event which they were there was i think 12 players um running yeah. them there, I anticipated Lake Town Guard being popular after they had something of a crazy renaissance at um, uh, what's the, what was it into, into the, the West. West, and this tournament had essentially confirmed there was going to be no contest of champions, which is like the one thing that a Lake Town Guard player is most afraid of having to play. So that being off the table on day one, because we drew the four scenarios ahead of time, and obviously veto means it's off the table day two so you're never going to pick it um you basically have the freedom to run a man spam bow heavy you know list like that um yeah so those were the things that i was anticipating making up a large chunk and uh, also harad is popular which is again a majority of the d4 army so i thought that'd be a good shot and I felt like I was somewhat vindicated with the day one performance. Um, I did, you know, exactly what I was hoping to do day one. But then, unfortunately for me, day two, I matched into another list. We'll see later. But uh, another shooting list at a bad scenario with uh, high defense. And that's when the problems of this list come into focus because you need to outshoot. But to do that, you need to roll sixes to wound. And if you don't do it, it's just what you're going to do. There's no... There's no magical cure to not rolling six is the wound. Like you just have to do it. And if you don't, then it's it's a problem. Yeah, I think the way you put this uh, you played a practice game against John. Yeah. Um and you said it several times following that this list absolutely shags D4. Yeah. Um, which I can attest to because I played this in game four yeah. uh, on day one and got shot off the board in uh, three turns. So 
Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it was it, it was, it was definitely a, a meta call by yourself. Hmm. Um, unfortunately, the other lists in the top eight pod were also majority meta calls, um, yeah. and anything D five plus, as you said, really it's struggles, funny that, isn't it? It's yeah. just um, anything that gets solid numbers and D five. I mean, like it was close. I would have, you know, I would have backed myself against some of the other armies, but the ones I had to play, unfortunately, were not the ones that I had a good matchup. Um, yeah. But yeah, for me, I think the scenario that this one has some really bad scenarios, and actually, that's a big problem. Yeah, any any scenario where you can't leverage your shooting advantage, yeah. you're immediately at a disadvantage because your entire army is max D five. Uh, with yeah. the major majority no, no, of it obviously being D4. Oh, sorry, Fro yeah, Frodo, of course. Uh, the, every single one of your troops is D4 and yeah. will just absolutely shit the bed if they lose combat. Yeah, there's no banner. With, which with means no banner. That yeah. You can't, you need to shoot things into a position where you outnumber them and can wrap and play properly or, or yeah. leverage Faramir's mediocre hitting power on a horse. Um, which is, you know, not insignificant, but it's not good either. He's not very strong. Um, for me, Mablung, my initial thinking with taking Mablung was if there's going to be like barriers and stuff, he gives you a stalk unseen. So you can have the option of playing a shooting war against an army that has, for example, crossbows. You could theoretically deploy behind a wall and just be Im immune to retaliation. So you can get the extra shooting you need to even the odds. Unfortunately, um, this event didn't happen to have many barriers, like barrier style. Obviously, it can work with all terrain, but barriers are by far the best thing for it. Um, yeah. And I didn't really have any of those, unfortunately. So, here's what it is. I, I think Anborn would have been better, but in my experience, Anborn is, doesn't do a whole lot, but it is a good rule. Yeah. So, this, this list shoot good. Yep, it does shoot very good. And enough said about this one then should we move on uh, yeah i think so yeah will any comments um i mean i backed it to get into the top eight which it did um and then i think if it got the right run of scenarios it, it could have gone to the onto the end mm. um the matchup against jay Acharya, i know we're going to come onto his list like it could have gone either way and i think you hit the nail on the head it, it came down to a game of sixes um but yeah, I, I think you were you were unfortunate to get seventh, um, given how well day one went. I, I'd have backed you to have won the event, mm. um, but oh. sometimes the matchups just don't go your way, do they? Yeah, I'd have I'd have preferred playing Ed's list or Jakob's list than I the ones I ended up playing. I think, but here's what it is. There's no problem with that. We move. Lovely. So we'll move on to a sea shanty list. Uh, sixth place, Sam Grattan. Uh, Warband one is Dalamir, Fleet Master of Umbar. Six Corsairs with Shield and Spear. Six Arbalesters and six Black Numenorians. Uh, Corsair Captain with Crossbow. Four Corsairs with Shield and Spear. Four more Arbalesters and four Black Numenorians. And then a allied contingent of Serpent Horde with everyone's favourite banner, Suladan, on Armoured Horse. Uh, three Haradrim Warrior with Spear, a Haradrim Raider with Bow and War Spear, and two Serpent Riders. For a total of 39 models, 8 Might, and 11 Bows, with also some throwing weapons in the mix. That has 12 Bows, I'm pretty sure. He's got a bow, crossbow, and the Captain. Speaking of Bows, though, what I would say is, I don't know why he hasn't taken Max Bows in the Harad contingent of this, because... 
he totally could have another two bows. Not that it matters that much, but like if you're gonna have rad allies, they have cheap archers. I don't know why you wouldn't take them. I, I don't yeah, think it changes. Well it. I don't yeah. think it really changes how this list plays at all. But like you know, I'll confess I copied the eleven bows from his long shanks listing. Um, right. So yeah, it, it doesn't list a hero bow. So yeah. uh, my bad. Yeah, um, okay. I have to say regarding this list, I was on uh, I was on Gollum's Gamers uh, in the preview. We sort of ranked their list as we went through. And I did say that this was a good list, but I felt it would have been better. Um, you could still ally Suladan in, but just going like Pierre Corsairs and really hoarding it out. I think the the strength of the list is capitalizing on the backstabbers and getting as many crossbows and throwing weapons in as you can. Um, but you know, to make the top eight and hit sixth place, he clearly did well with his list. So fair yeah, play a, to him. I think it's I, a comfortable list for him, right? I yeah. slightly yeah. remember him saying something along the lines of an Arbalester is the same points as a Numenorian or one point cheaper. No, it's, so it's um Corsairs with Spear and Shield are the same cost as Black Numenorians, which is the that's, thing. That's the one. But the the front rank, I mean it plays it, it changes it into a completely different list. But like because you're playing around the throwing spear throwing daggers more and the uh, the, the the backstabbers and the Yeah. Or this is more akin to a normal list. Um may or may not be playing into the true strength of the army. If I'm honest, I've always kind of wanted to play Corsairs, but then the idea of having to paint up a bunch more in the really obnoxious paint scheme that I came up with years ago is just, <laughs> I can't be asked. So it's probably never going to happen. They're also, uh, the plastic kit is really suffering with age as well, isn't it? It's not the most inspiring models to paint. Mm, yeah, that's true. There's that, there's the the really clunky um, sword and shield guy that's got like no neck. Yeah. Yeah, he I looks remember, like a goblin. Yeah, I remember when I was painting those up, I think when I got onto my fifth version of him and I was like, I don't think I can do this anymore. <laughs> yeah. It's uh it's like the some of the Moran and Orc sculpts. It literally looks like someone made the model and then melted it a little bit and then was like, yeah. that'll do for the mold, that'll do. Mr. Steel Your Girl, I call him. Yeah. <laughs> Any any further comments about this list? It's got it's got some good range threat. It it's got pretty good numbers. I mean, it's not. I I, I agree with the sentiment of it not really maximizing the advantage of the backstabbers, but he's still come in the top six out of ninety two. So well, he's very comfortable with Corsairs. He, he I I would say yes. Yeah, it is one of his uh, known known favored pieces, as it were. In his I guess this is picks. a. I guess this is another <clears throat> another list similar to Shen's, where it's kind of a bit more of an all rounder as opposed to specking into like one thing that it does very well. Yeah, yeah, I, I think that's that's a valid tactic. It's like the opposite of the thing that I did, which is to spec into one thing that doing one thing extremely well that maybe doesn't work in all scenarios. Yeah, um, which is something I'm trying to do more of this year. In previous years, I've defaulted to all rounders a lot. I think maybe getting a bit wild, getting a bit wacky, wicky weird could be could be better. So what I'm saying is, Sam, more crossbows, less of these black Numenorians, please. Fewer. Yeah. And <laughs> let's move on to uh, to the fifth place list. Fifth place, Ben Haslam, with what I would potentially describe as the simplest list at the GP. <laughs> Uh, it's Army of Thrall. We've got Thrall, 15 Guardians of the King. That's the strength four version of Grimhammers. 
Um, he's got three warriors available with shield and spear, and then he's got a captain available with seven warriors available with spear <clears throat> and shield, and a captain available with eight warriors available with spear and shield. Total of 36 models, eight might, 15 throwing weapons. Now, this is a list where if you had ranges of Athelion and you were looking into it, you'd probably cry a little bit. I mean, not necessarily. It depends what the scenario was. So what Stephen is alluding to here is the fact that I lost to Ben Haslam at Recon uh, in the the second game on the on the Sunday, which was the it would have been the seven seven six playoff. Basically, winner plays five six, loser plays seven eight. It was Recon, and it was a, a funny game. Um, ended up being a one nil loss because. Uh, Ben did a wound to Faramir with a, with a couple of throwing axes that I couldn't save with his fate. Uh, and essentially we both got, we both sort of skirted around each other, killed a few of each other's models, but unfortunately the same exact number, which meant that we got the same exact number of models off the board and he ended up winning based off, a, off of a single Faramir wound, which is funny, but also a little bit sad if you're me. <laughs> Sixes by fours to shoot is a is a tricky tricky mistress, and you're hoping for even more luck than than you normally hope for with that list. But yeah. I, I don't mind it at all because Ben's a gent, and by that point we were already out of contention for uh, podiums anyway. So it's like, well, I mean, who cares? You might as well have a silly game with a good dude than something too sway, right? Uh, absolutely, and <clears throat> this was another list that I backed to to do pretty well. Um... Again, it's it's just a really good meta call. It like completely negs um like a hunter orc build, um because it it just you know hunter orcs famously cannot kill dwarves um as three films would show you, um and it <clears throat> it just it just does the basics really well. It's relatively speedy because it's got a lot of heroic march, um and you you just can't kill it. Um, the only problem it has is um. It doesn't have too much table control, which is where um, Ben being in fifth place also came unstuck um, to, I believe, the third place list um, mm -hmm. because it can't really dictate where the fighting is going to happen. Um, yeah. And and as you said, with, with your um, bow heavy list, obviously sixes by fours aren't great, but in some in a in a scenario where you get to dictate the table, you might have had a little bit more luck. Um, mm. But when they're just when there's 36 dwarves charging up the table at you, um, if you don't roll sixes by fours and he's just trying to get off the table, he doesn't even really want to fight you. It's yeah. it's a pretty pretty uphill battle. Yeah. I mean, the really enjoyable thing about it was knowing that we both really knew clearly um, what was going on. And we never even said it until the game was already over, Like, which is quite nice. It's a real uh, sort of benefit of player having like a nice top end uh, game when everyone knows exactly what the stakes are and no one even has to discuss them. Also, uh, this only has seven might, not not eight. I can't count. Guess not. At least I, I'm leaving that as a dangling error for someone to make a comment on so we can engage, it's a bit late, cause, engage cause our viewership. Yeah. I've, I've called it out myself now. Whoops. Elliot, give me a hot take on this list. Dwarves walk, kill things, don't die. Yeah. That's how I feel about it. I think probably the biggest issue with it is it doesn't have any of the any of the saucy dwarves that have plus one to wound. Like this, if you don't roll well, could just be could bounce off um, D seven 
pretty badly. Uh, for example, if you had like a D7 hero you needed to kill, it doesn't really have a way to crack a hero. It just has guys. I guess, actually, I guess uh, Grim Hammers can piercing strike, don't they? They've got the um, the pick hammer things. I did say to Ben, like, I'd have really liked to have seen um, Thrain instead of Thraw, because um, I just think he's an absolute monster. Um, but he said that the, the six-inch banner um, yeah. is essentially a net positive in the Arkham Stone as well. If it does roll up, um, it means your general's probably not going anywhere. Yeah, it means you can't really afford to focus Thraw down unless you have an extremely advantageous way of doing it, like a strength five plus one to wound or something, like a yeah. or like a Shelob maybe could do it. But Yeah, like a Shelob or a Dane or something like that. Yeah, exactly. Or like Helm Hammerhand, maybe. Um, yeah, it's a good list. I would have loved to see this play against the Chariots, because that would have been very funny. They'd have just bounced off. Oh, yeah, that would have been crazy. Chariots? I, I don't know what you mean. Spoilers. <laughs> um, moving on to fourth place. Um, oh. Hey. There we go. Fourth place, Matthew Light with his tried and tested Dragon Emperor Legion. Uh, as in host of the Dragon Emperor. So Warband 1, uh, Dragon Emperor of Rune, with six black dragons with pike and shield, and a cataphract with war drum and axe. Warband 2 is a dragon knight with two black dragons with pike and shield, and a cataphract with swapped weapon axe, uh, black dragon cataphract, of course, and a dragon cult acolyte with axe. And then Warband 3 is Eastling Captain with 11 Eastling Warriors with shield and one with bow. So 36 models, 7 mites, 1 bow, and a throwing weapon. Now, one thing I noticed when putting this list together is if he wanted to, by swapping 3 models out of the Eastland Captain Warband, he could pop some additional uh, Black Dragons in there. So he could get a bit more Fight 5 if he wanted. Now, I don't know how relevant that is for the Warband spacing. I've never played the Legion myself. Um, but it is just one of those options that he, he could do. My assumption as why he's not done that is for the simple reason of he probably was intending to say, all right, all the guys with shield are not black dragons and all the guys with pikes and shield are black dragons. And that uh, is easier than saying these two guys are also black dragons. I'll hang little loom bands on. It's just, you know, it's less dignified. Having said that, I would probably have made that Eastling Warrior with bow a black dragon just because it's the only one and you can sit him on back objectives with better courage but and it's for free if you put it in the dragon knight warband or the emperor warband but i don't know what his logic was there i guess he probably just didn't think it was that important which is probably correct yeah i think it was likely a quality of life choice as you said yeah just something to keep your brain on straight which is as I've spoken to Ali about his theory behind the triple Dragon Knight or double Dragon Knight inclusions is it means that you don't have to do anything like that. You can just say, they're all black dragons. Everything's a black dragon. It's free it's real just, estate. It's just nice. Why not? Which is why when he plays Rutabi, he has all of the acolytes in Rutabi's warband and nothing else, which is funny. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I've I've seen lots of different ways of doing the black dragon thing. Obviously, yeah. there are technically official black dragon models which yeah. are exorbitantly expensive. And if you buy those, um, consider donating to charity or something, I don't know. Um, <laughs> that's not me targeting anyone in specific. It's just a you know, significant price difference in models for things that are basically the same. Um, I know some people will paint the outline of the base black, but from personal experience from the weekend, 
that makes it really difficult to work out what's a black dragon when everything's a base to base. I've seen I've seen worse methods of disco- discovering what's a black dragon or not. There was a fellow in Northern Ireland which uh, he had anything that had an official Easterling pike, which is like a specific end was a black dragon and any of them that had a different kind of pike was not a black dragon and it's like it's visual but it's not that easy to see it really i wasn't a fan of that not not when there's a, a phalanx of 40 models there yeah exactly it's yeah. a bit especially when they're all backing off in weird directions because of how the phalanx special rule works it's like oh god kill me i'm just gonna assume they're all five five yeah that's what i did um i mean there's not really much to say about this list nope. from my view it's matt light bringing his tried and tested dragon knight uh is his well, favorite little tech piece i think the the fact that the, he's gone with eastern captain must have been a call on the fact that we're play, we were playing hold ground and recon day yeah. one because also it's good for lords of battle because you can close the gap onto things that scare you but drum marching 12 inch move for your infantry block is big um that'll be the logic there i think yeah um yeah can't wait to see this get nerfed next week <laughs> maybe who knows wouldn't that um, be nice anyway moving on to the third place list elliot you've been yes. quite quiet oh oh this is what you're here for this is what i'm here for firstly shout out ed um he's been playing vanquishers and black riders, uh, black riders and, and bears and bears and all hero lists for a very long time and some would call them uh, nastier lists um ed lovely to see you playing this and i think he actually enjoyed it as far as i could tell on the weekend so nice to see that um he was playing riders of theoden um which personally i think is a list if you see across the table you know it's gonna be a good fun game like 95 percent of the time you're like yeah this is a good this no matter what happens something's gonna happen Theoden will roll a one at some point, fall off his horse. <laughs> Banter. Absolutely. Elliot, r- run through this list for me. Sure. Um, so we've obviously got Theoden on horse, all the gubbins. He's got three Royal Guard with him, the Throne Spear. And we've got the man himself, Gambling, my favourite model in the game. Uh, with the Royal Standard, another Royal Guard on horse. We've got Daywine, Royal Guard of Throne Spear, Dernhelm, Royal Guard of Throne Spear. And then we've got two captains of Rohan bringing it around. So we've got 13 models. Well, I assume we've asterisked that because of Dernhelm. 16 might, and then six throwing spears. And it's, yeah, it's good to see. There was quite a few riders Thedans at the tournament, actually, mm-hmm. and it's good to see. And to be honest, I think you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, but I actually think it goes really well into Hunter Orcs. Yeah. It, it absolutely steamrolls them. It will totally run a train on them. Like, Everything yeah, being so, strength four, strength five when you charge. Like in one it's, round of it, death. It's just lit, kill. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's just it, lit. It, this was this was one of my um meta picks at the end of twenty twenty three. Mm. Um that I expected to see do quite well. Um because it, it goes into uh Hunter Walks really well. Um it goes into dwarves really well. Iron Hills were starting to see a bit of a, a spike back last year. Um, and obviously having Pretty much your entire army charge in and be strength five is is all you really need to do against dwarves, um. And it also has a reasonable shout into um, the the Suladan Witch King style list as well because if you can 
survive long enough to get there and blast away the Black Numenorians. There's not really much left to stop you. Um, so I'm, I'm I feel vindicated, and you know, to see it see it doing well. Um, it's it you know it, it's all hero plus, isn't it? Um, which gives you nice objective play without having to waste an expensive model. The captains get to piercing strike up to strength six on the charge, which is delicious. It's just it's just excellent, isn't it? Yeah, it's really good. I think basically I was looking at this and I was like, why wouldn't you just drop the shields on the captains, Dernhelm's throwing spears and have another royal guard? I don't think it really matters, but you could totally have another one. But I mean Yeah, sometimes... I, I just wouldn't I wouldn't have bothered with the throwing spears at all. Um, I'm I'm of yeah, a, right. a similar mind to you. I think the throwing spears are a waste of time. But I I think uh, in mm. his game against Ben Haslam, um, which was essentially what I warned Ben against, essentially you've got nothing to stop Rohan dictating exactly when they hit you. Um, yeah. But I think in in their game he hit some dwarfs in the woods and uh, the throwing spears killed all three of them. So that's that's me back in my box. Yeah, I don't think you don't want none. It's like you need some sort of skirmishing well, I mean, potential, I think, if you do get those kinds of matchups, just to basically go, if you want to play the long game, I'm just going to run around you and shoot. It just gives it that sort of balance. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, that's why I would say dropping the... Because, I mean, on the hero, obviously, actually, what I would say is Dernhelm throwing spears is a little bit more appealing than other heroes just because you get that free might peck from the Merry. You can use Merry's might to bump up a five to a six for a kill and then not waste it. If you're playing a really long skirmishy game, I do see the appeal of that. So, fair enough. It's like having a budget elf helm essentially without having to have all the other baggage that elf helm brings, which is to say being five four. Courage four. I don't think courage four really? is a problem for elf helm, but he's not. He's not what you take in a list like this because this list is all about having five five heroes everywhere. That's why they're all the five five guys, apart from gambling again because he has the banner. The banner of make be mighty good. His what I will say is his uh, semi final game against Jayacharya was absolutely epic to watch, um, and it was it was really tight until the end, and it all sort of came un, unstuck for Ed. Um, but it it was a, a very satisfying game of Storm the Camp to watch. Um, it was it was pretty awesome. Satisfying game of Storm the Camp is not a common phrase either. <laughs> I know. Well, this this is it. That that really sort of. Shows just how good the game actually was. Having said that, I mean, my game against Jay was good. That was a great game. And then I think his final game in the final was absolutely insane. An, an all-timer. An absolute nutty finish to that one. We'll get to in a minute. Lovely. So, uh, yeah. Big fan of this list. Good to see it doing well. Yeah, nice to see it doing well. Um, so moving on to the second place list. We've already mentioned his name. It's Mr. Acharya. It's the year of the Acharya. There he is, well pictured be. on the right. There he is, pictured on the right. He's uh, had a haircut <laughs> since then. Um, he has his pure Isengard list with his trusty crossbow and pike spam. So he's got Lurts with shield, six Uruk warriors with crossbow, seven with pike, a wild rider with shield and throwing spear, one Crabane for that insane mobility. Um, all band two is Vrasku with six Uruk High Warriors with crossbow, six Uruk High Warriors with pike. All band three is Gorov Iron Skin, seven Warriors with pike, and one with shield. 38 models, nine might, 14 crossbow shots. Uh, technically 13 crossbows, but obviously 14 mm. shots. Yeah. I, 
I sort of can't believe that this is this is back, as it were. Like, well, I'm quite interested to hear your guys' thoughts on it because, like, it's just pretty cookie cutter Isengard. Well, that's it, isn't it? Like, it feels like it feels like the only modification to this over like vintage Isengard from you know fresh out of the oven years ago is that you take basically no shields. You've rock, they're rocking one third crossbows, two almost two thirds pikes with a couple of fast guys in there, and then taking the best heroes. I mean, I, like Lertz is, uh, Lertz is fine, fine. Yeah, he's cool. <laughs> I like his, I like his special rule. I think he maybe needs a little something more, but it's fine. I like yeah, Lertz. I'm, I'm a Lertz enjoyer. Um, I just think it's funny to me that this is so. Like all it kind of took was Assault on Helm's Deep being Giga Meta and then dropping off and then Jay trying to recreate Assault on Helm's Deep using the bits of Isengard, like allying in the Witch King or just running straight Isengard, but using the slightly stronger hero. So like using Brasku, losing Lurz, using Golf. And then suddenly people have sort of, well, I mean, he's realized, but the rest of us are slowly realizing that, oh, actually, Isengard's always been good. And I don't know why people don't play it. This I is... Think... Um... Mum, we have a mum. Can we get some assault on Helm's Deep, honey? We've got assault on Helm's Deep at home. <laughs> yeah, this is the assault on Helm's Deep at home, but it's got a Crabane, it's got yeah, Brasco. It yeah. Doesn't have a ballista, but it didn't seem to stop him. And what I would say about this is, I think this is good specifically because it's like a response to D six being good in a way. Yeah, because you've got the crossbow spam, and it means that other people using strength four, so for example, Moranans and such now don't get any benefit for their strength four against your d5 army yeah smart i think if elf shooting or dale shooting or something was high meta this or like knights were big meta this would struggle because it's got nothing that you can put in front of spam strength three shots but that's not really the meta we have is it so well done jay uh, i think this also, is good i really rate Goroff iron skin i think he's an absolutely fantastic he's choice um, yeah i Gor don't think that's a dope isn't anyone. he yeah. Um Vrasku's always been rock solid as well. Um it's it's the classic the, the game's always been a bit of a pendulum, um, particularly in the, the sort of the modern era of it, where either defense five or defense seven like become the popular things. Um and then you end up pivoting that where where you go from strength four, well if defense seven's popular, that doesn't matter. So you go into uh, strength three which then brings defence 6, and then suddenly it starts to pivot back again. You go, right, well, I'll go defence 5, strength 4. And, yeah. and so maybe if this starts to become popular and people catch on to Isengard being sort of actually pretty reasonable again, we'll see more dwarves roll back out and the you know the wheels spin once again um, and yeah. defence 7 will become more popular. Exactly. Um, but, but right now when strength 3 and defence 6 is everywhere, Isengard are, are looking pretty tidy, aren't they? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Definitely. Um, it's nice to, uh, as I said, you know, it is year of the Acharya again. Um, it is nice to see a a less meta list, Isengard. I've always thought it's pretty mid, um, doing really well. Well, uh, clearly, clearly, my opinion's incorrect. I think what really is is crossbows. I don't think it's necessarily yeah. Isengard. I think the crossbows are the, the crossbows of the deck. Although, what, another thing is, Dragon Emperor sort of reveals the truth. The, the one true god is pikes yeah like <laughs> the you know this is the pike agenda and actually strength four pikes there's nothing else that can do that kind of kind of goes hard actually 
I prefer salmon personally. But <laughs> as well. um, so yeah, uh, moving on from that list. Uh, so we had a you know a, a pretty comprehensive analysis of the six hundred point meta a couple of episodes ago. Um, so obviously expecting the top of the tournament, we we think you know it's going to be hunter orcs. It's going to be it's going to have the the goblin mercenaries allied in. Maybe it'll be Lake Town. Maybe. Maybe not. First place, <laughs> Jakob Krokmal. Uh, I can never quite remember if I'm pronouncing that correctly. I believe I am. Um, he has taken Variags of Karnd. And you've got to Karnd it to him because he absolutely <laughs> smashed the field. Um, mowed them down like a like a lawnmower. So his first world bounty had a Candish King and a Candish Chariot with one Candish Warrior with a bow. Two Candish Horsemen, a Candish Charioteer with a bow, and Warband 2, Candish Chieftain with Chariot, four Candish Horsemen, and then that twice more. Um, total of 20 models, 8 might, 20 bows, and yeah. a disgusting amount of chariots. That's five chariots. Um, yeah, that's a deceptively shooty list as well, I would yes. say. Yeah, I would um, say so. Because every Candish hero comes with a bow. Even the king, like he's got one. Look at you can see him there. He's got it in his hand, looking like a boss. Um, and also underrated rule of the chariots means you can move ten and still fire, which yes. is funny. Um, they say stable platform. If you've ever seen a film with a chariot in it, you know it's a very bumpy ride. Well, so... I mean, historically that is how chariot warfare worked. They did, um, they the worst mostly for archery. Um, all right, the... team, calm down. <laughs> They're I mean, the the king's got supreme control over his chariot though look he doesn't even have to hold on to reins and the, you know it's perfectly stable it's, it's just yeah. power of mind what an absolute yeah. legend the um yeah it's got um it's got a big banner effect from the king six inch banner on a big 60 mil base is pretty cheeky it means that your a lot of your horsemen and charioteer or chieftains will be getting re-rolls um doesn't have a banner banner, but that doesn't actually matter because it's veto and none of the day one scenarios had the banner points in. So that's never going to be a problem. Uh, and like I said, 20 shots. Yeah, they hit on fours or fives if you've moved. But as uh, any riders of Rohan player will tell you, the that the fact that you have a or rivet on knights actually the fact that you have a horse is essentially like always having it in the way because it's like, yeah, they might kill your horse and that's annoying, but it's still only... Most shootings only a one in three chance to kill your horse. And if they do, you've still got a warrior. You've still got an archer who's going to be wandering around the battlefield um, being a little pain in the ass. And it's not helped to break you. It's not done any of that stuff. Yeah, it, It's not a model off the table, is it? Exactly, yeah. You know, they can go sit on a back objective and be annoying and be a problem. And yeah. I really like it. I think he, like me, picked a list that was going to go well into his, uh, uh, D4. Which the reason for that being that chariot charge, uh, when they hit anything, they do two strength four hits, uh, and that means against a d4 model, there's uh, uh two thirds, not two thirds, three quarters chance that they kill it. So hunter orcs go down like a sack of spuds against these things. Uh, you know, uh, my rangers would have got absolutely ground underfoot. I'd actually have been really interested to see how that would have gone because I probably would have only got about one round of shooting before he got on me because of marching and whatnot. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, crazy versatile list. Actually, talking to him about scenarios was super fascinating because 
Um, this it's very very maneuverable. Everything there is moved ten apart from the one uh, warrior. Obviously, the chariots have a limitation on their moving arc. They have to go. They can only go forty five to either side. Um, uh, but then and they can only turn every like I think it's three inches. It is three, yeah. Yeah. Um, but they're very. Uh, if you have a good plan in mind, they're still very, very fast and can be maneuverable. And they also access some very wacky tech, which is that if you are playing a scenario where you have to end it on 25% and you're in a winning position, for example, recon, you can just run over your own models to force a game end, which is extremely entertaining. If uh, you've ever seen that happen, it's... The Candace King can order all of his cavalry line up in front of him and then he just mows them down under hoof like a terrible tyrant. It's hilarious. It's a real, a real show of strength, yeah. It's what people like Jasmine Tetley were uh, infamous for the assault on Helm's Deep and, and why it got initially nerfed because of the, the, the bomb to end the game early and Black Riders willing themselves out by casting spells mm -hmm. to end the game early. Um doing that but with extra steps i guess i can i can just see that like horrifying look of realization on your opponent's face when uh, you're like okay all of these riders are going to dismount and you're like oh my god this guy's a lunatic what's he doing this chariot's going to pivot oh my god no <laughs> <laughs> they're all lying on their swords I mean, it's funny <laughs> i think i think any situation where you can force end a game with your opponent having zero, literally zero input is somewhat troublesome for the game but I think it's funny in this context. Yeah, yeah this I mean, isn't too problematic. We're, we're, we're not going to see variants of Kand everywhere. Um, Jakob mm. is an absolutely phenomenal player, um, but I think the pools helped him. He got some good matchups on the way. I did get to see him um, absolutely eviscerate uh, Adam Siren's Hunter Orc <laughs> list. Like it, it, it got to do exactly what it was built to do. Mm -hmm. um, and he, he had a, a nice run up to the win um not not to detract from him at all like you can't you can't just go win a tournament with with canned and you know it's not something that anybody could do um he just absolutely nailed it didn't he um and he yeah. he, he looked like he enjoyed every single game as well mm -hmm. um I, I knew you know he never you would never expect Jakob to not do well at a tournament i don't know if he if he truly thought he would win the event with this um but he just had a look of glee on his face in every single game i think of the top eight lists, the two that would have given this the most trouble were the dwarves. Because yeah. again, dub two strength four is like, well, fishing for sixes, boy. And then if you win a roll off against it, it gets pinned and swamped by angry boys. Uh, and I think probably Riders of Theoden. I think Riders of Theoden is much more flippy. But Riders yeah. of Theoden could handle this. If, if you get the right combination of priorities and roll offs, you could definitely pin down two chariots and then break them. And then as soon as you've taken out a couple of chieftains or the king, this list starts to get a lot less scary. Uh, in that context, Jakob would definitely know better than to allow that to happen. But obviously, Ed also would know that's what he needs to do. It's not so simple. He'd be that's, praying that he'd yeah. out horses and stuff. That, you know? That's my biggest regret of the GP is not seeing that match happen because I think it would have been absolutely incredible. Yeah. It would have been fun to watch for sure. Um yeah. What I would say is the the finale of the the whole thing. I mean, do you want to describe it well because it was fantastic? Yes. So Jay and Jakob um, made it to the the, the the lofty heights of the final table, um, playing for the big boy Smaug, and 
Um, they vetoed into whole grounds. Um, and I, I didn't get to see all of the game because well, I was starting to sort of usher people into packing up and doing all of the logistics. But I remember coming over about halfway through and there was half a Candish army sat in the middle of the board doing nothing and some chariots just mercilessly running over um, these poor Isengard models. And it didn't seem like Jay was winning his his fair share of the roll-offs. But then I come back towards the end of the game and the only two models left on the table are Lurtz and the Candish King. Um, and it turns out that, you know, the game just would not end on a, a one or a two and everything had fled. And it was literally <laughs> down to those two models. Um, and and Jakob was, was fortunate enough to come out on top. Um, but I don't think I've ever seen a, a finish to a top table game like that in the 10 years I've played. Yeah, I mean, it was absolutely incredible. Fascinating stuff. Yeah. Like, I thought they'd already finished the game. Uh, I finished my game just in time to witness the end of it. I thought they'd already finished the game because they were they were sort of appearing to play, but all the models that had been in the middle, I thought they'd packed up. They'd all gone. And I was like, all right, okay. I assume Jakob won because I'd looked over there and seen a load of, you know, a load of canned in the middle and you know uh because it was hold ground and jay won priority on the first turn obviously Jakob is wringing his hands in glee because that means his chariots unlike most things because they don't technically charge you can come on the first turn and do absolute monstrous things to your opposition they can all come on they can all charge essentially running stuff over and they can all do heroic combats and all sorts of nonsense it's horrible uh if they want to but uh then by the end it's like oh Oh, something funny has happened. Something crazy. Um, absolutely iconic. And Jakob went on to win, which is probably fair given how he started the round, but it would have been extremely funny if he'd managed to lose from that position. Just I don't think he'd have found it as funny. But, uh... Probably not. I think that's why I'm happy. I'm obviously happy that he won because he's on my, my team. Um, and obviously I'm, I, I'm happy to see him do well. Um, but I think that would have been extremely funny. You know, yeah. payback for being so confident after winning sorry losing the first turn priority yeah one thing i i did observe over the weekend um because there was two candlists there was um another a seven city lad called greg um that ran very similar he had a couple more riders and one less chariot i believe um and he didn't do too badly either um he's not played a, a huge amount of events before um but he's a pretty good player and he didn't do too badly but one thing that i observed um across the best part of 14 games that I got to see was most players were, when they did win the fights against the Chariot, they were desperately trying to throw attacks up over the defensive bulwark. So when striking in combat, if you want to hit the rider, I believe it's a five plus you have to get over to have a swing at the rider. Um, <clears throat> and, I, and I honestly think that I'd have just been having a crack at the, the Chariots themselves. Um, their defense seven and three wounds, so they're a little bit tougher to take down. But there was just a few key moments across the games that I got to see where people had a, like a pretty reasonable dice pool. And then, you know, they were just dividing the attacks that they had um, through the nature Up of the and split down. and just, just weren't able to convert either way. Um, yeah, and maybe maybe Jay did get to do that with his heroes um, because they're strength five as well. So it's like it's a pretty good shout to go for the chariot. But I think even with the Hunter Orcs and stuff, when they when they did get to fight and they did beat them, I think I'd have just been swinging for the Chariots. Because once they go, the army really doesn't have too much to stop you. Um, so it, food for thought, if nothing else. And, and maybe I'm barking up the wrong tree, but I, I think I'd have been tempted to go, do you know what, I'm, I'm just going to go for the Chariots and see if I can bust them down. Especially if I've got heroes with some might points and stuff. 
What mm. I'm trying to work out is it doesn't. It says chariots can't be knocked prone by sorceress blast or call winds, but can you bash them? Because uh, probably, because yeah. you can bash Radagast off his sleigh, which is always a funny one. Obviously, under yeah. the Iron Hills chariot can't be bashed, but that's a funny, a funny potential thing. Just cheeky prone them and get it all sorted or use a monster to hurl or something yeah I mean, you can definitely hurl them and i know that's pretty wild and um, with that big fat base yeah i heard um i heard a tale told to me of a, a dweller hurling a candace chariot through some chariots it, he lost the game with his moria but um that sounds funny to me the the greatest deed a dweller in the dark has ever done probably i would imagine so yes <laughs> the only story anyone's ever told about a dweller in the dark that was positive <laughs> but yeah th this list is great if it was significantly cheaper to buy from games workshop maybe we'd see more of it um this is a an 800 point list that if i could load into the matrix <clears throat> um and and have it arrive on my doorstep perfectly painted and it would never chip is absolutely an army that i would own um, yeah. But there's there's a lot of facts as to why I won't. But it is a competitive list. I really it's essentially Rohan, but a little bit better. Um, I I really really like it. Yeah, I mean it is. I think it probably has a a, a limit of a certain level. I think I know Jakob doesn't think it works above six hundred. I'm sure it could, yeah. but uh, I think this is probably a real sweet spot for it as a pure. It's basically yeah, like you say, turbo riders riders of well riders of Rohan style. Yeah, well, one thing one thing bows. that it really has going for it is 600, um, and I'm sure Jakob would attest to this, is the, the great undoing of Cand is magic, um, because if you get to compel one of those chariots, um, you get to have a lot of fun with them, um, and you see very little to no magic at 600 points. Yeah. Um, outside the, the Witch King here and there um, as a leader, and I, I'd be interested to know if Jakob faced any magic at all over the weekend. I don't um, think so. Yeah, so which which means that you you know you get to play with your toys. I know I played um Jake Rawson two years ago at Reading. Um uh, and that was only five hundred points, but I had Lake Town Saruman and he had canned with chariots. And essentially I just got to have chariots for the entire game. Um <laughs> and there wasn't really much you could do to stop me. And that would have made a, a very different event for Jakob. Um and maybe that's why it's the, the six hundred points the cap. It's not necessarily this list, it's the list yeah. that it faces. I think that's uh, probably a good point to wrap up on uh -huh. on the on the chariots. Um, I did very briefly have a little uh, a little graph on that we looked at previously on the six hundred point meta. I think the the important thing to take away from this is that there is a lot of D four in this D four and lower. Um, and uh, yeah, we're not going to dwell too much long, too much longer on this one because we're already running slightly over, and we don't want to turn into a two or three hour podcast. I mean, who would do that? um so <laughs> questions and comments from our lovely viewers and listeners firstly henry Britton, loving the podcast guys and thanks for the kind words you're very welcome henry um thank you to you for uh running your charity stream and uh just been a generally lovely guy Good yeah shout out tommy cards lot lovely people um talking of um correction uh, Chris Bunce, uh, it was his first display board that we shouted out. I must be thinking of a different uh, Chris, so I'll, I will take that one on the chin. That was entirely my fault. Um, I I would still say he's the best display board maker in the GBHL way, so um, <laughs> uh, live with that. 
uh, Grandpa Gabe says, can confirm that Cameron's list was indeed a beauty after getting curb stomped by it first game of the tournament. This was a uh, 750 point list, which was Gilgalad and Lendil with kid and support, um, which basically uh, came second uh, at a... Some miles. Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah, I think it was an 80. Yeah, it was a absolute romp, apparently, for him. So uh, nice to hear it. Lovely to see Gilgalad doing well. Um, oh, I can't see that. It's underneath my... Uh, Morrison's my online might have some as well, says Michael <laughs> yeah, Haskell. I, I, I have no idea what this is in reference to. Sorry, Michael. Um, nah, they I'm, probably I'm sure do. they do. They, I'm yeah, sure yeah, they yeah. do. They've got a very comprehensive selection. Um, <laughs> uh, Fat Hobbit Gaming, uh, shout out Ian Smith. Always good to hear your sultry voice, Stephen. You're very welcome. Great to see oh. Jordan's beautiful face. Uh, not sure what that's referring to. And how many interns are we going to get through at the end of the year? Um, we'll keep track. Yeah, uh, we've actually had to uh, get rid of the intern. Um, you won't be seeing him anymore. Um, don't ask any further questions, please. Um, Jordan was going to be on this podcast, but he got too sleepy and went to bed. Yeah. Weak, frankly. Weak. Yeah. How dare he? Uh, Stuart McLean with an absolute stonker of a comment. Lots of stuff going on here. <laughs> uh, last year, who won a GBH 100 with the least meta or weakest list? I was going to look at it and try and work it out. Weakest list. I mean, I guess you could say a pure ministerial for Boromir isn't exactly meta. It certainly wasn't at the beginning of the year. It was that Ben um, Haslam. It was Ben Haslam, yeah. yeah. But, uh, the, the season opener. Um, let me just have a quick mental rundown. You can do another question, or the next part of this yeah. one. Have a quick... Who can get Jay on the blower to get some needed magic-related FAQs? We don't actually want Jay to answer any further magic-related FAQs after what he did with Black <laughs> Dart. To be perfectly honest, <laughs> uh, we were all playing it one way, and then suddenly he goes, "No, it's going to be this way." And it's like, "Well, Jay, you've been playing it this way for years, so you're, you're right. We are all wrong." Yes, thanks, Jay. It's not putting um, the blast too much. No, shout out, Jay. Yeah, yeah. We we do actually all love you. Um, you know, you get get a bit of stick, but um, you know, you yeah. maintain our game very well. Thank you. Um, is Witch King Sully going to get a nerf in February? Uh, hopefully, uh. Not, not I, for Dave's sake. I'm not. But... I, I don't. I don't think it will. I don't think it will either. I, I'm, I'm curious to see if it will, but I don't think it will. Also, I, to I comment on it's... that, I haven't used it for several months at this point. Just to throw that out there. Spoken yeah. like a true addict. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can stop um... anytime I want. Thank you very much, Elliot. <laughs> Best army to counter hunter orcs and late town at 500 to 600 points. Very I refer you to the previous Next. slide, my friend. <laughs> Easy. Um, so, Dave, do you have to think about the least meta or weakest GBH hundred mm. list winning? It's just so many. There's a lot. There was a lot of um, like crossbows and AOL and stuff, which obviously doesn't quite rock up these days. I think probably the least meta would be the list that Jakob won uh, City of Kings with, which was a hero mash with six yes. models. Yeah, uh, it was two big eagles. Uh, Aragorn, Boromir, Legolas, and a Sentinel, and it's like that's not meta. It, it's it's decent, and it was a good choice with the scenarios being fixed the way they were, but it's definitely not meta. Yeah. Until David Dixon wins with his uh, mighty Wolves of Isengard. Guard, yeah, <laughs> that was pretty cool to see. Yeah, David Dixon. Uh, Matt L two K six says, 
It was 29 models total, 25 warriors, four heroes. This is in reference to the King's Champion list. Yes, our intern has been executed summarily uh, for his <laughs> transgressions, and we have gotten rid of him. Don't worry. Uh, next comment. Oh, I shouldn't have moved that down there. Hey ho, folk. This is from Tim Elwes. Um, I took four Sentinels to Hull at 500 points and nine Sentinels to Banger at 750 points. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Absolute giga chad. That's um, amazing. Fun list to play, very much underrated. However, absolute junk at contest, mainly because of Legolas. My second favorite Legolas model after the one of him with his leg on a rock. Uh, yeah, that is quite a cool sniping pose. I like that one as well. I think, is that yeah, Warg Attack Legolas or is it Defenders of Hands Deep? It's not Defenders of Hands Deep, it's yeah, just a classic. One. It's a really nice model. Uh, Dan Hawkins, why does Cand need to be nerfed? <laughs> um, yeah, clearly chariots are too strong. I reckon we should need to get rid of them entirely. Struggle to get through all those spiders of yours, Danny. That's why. Yeah, that's true. Actually, spiders would counter it massively. Re-roll yeah, if you play an eight hundred point, an eight hundred point spider army into uh into the six hundred point can, it would walk all over it, mate. Yeah, climb all over the <laughs> chariots. I reckon. Literally. Yeah. And uh, one final comment from uh, David Clubbers: How many chariots is too many chariots? Uh. Six apparently, yeah. Five was just right. <laughs> That's why uh, Greg didn't pull it off because he only had four. Watch out, yeah. uh, mid. Yeah. Personally, if I don't see at least five chariots, I'm not pulling it off. So, way, <laughs> way. Um, so thanks everyone for listening. Uh, just before we go, Will, do you have anything to plug? Any uh, any shops or patrons or anything? Oh, I think I could think of a couple of things. Um, we've got plenty of events coming up this year. Um, we've got Gates of Gondolin in May, which is going to be another uh, hundred pointer. Um, so that will be fun. I'll do something interesting in the rules pack as I always do. Uh, we've got mixed doubles in August, where it, you know you and your your buddy. I think it's just shy of four hundred points each, and everything is green, so good and evil. You know, come up with any sort of janky nonsense that you like. Um, and you can also buy a doubles ticket for that, or you can buy a singles ticket and then be slapped with an opponent for the weekend. And I really embrace the chaos of it. Um, and then my Patreon, uh, Will's Champions, which is, I don't care what anyone says, the second best title after any heroics, um, <laughs> where okay. I essentially help you become a better, more competitive player. Um, we look at list building, we look at... Um, all the different scenarios and break them down as to sort of how to go about winning them, uh, what lists are doing really well at the moment and how to counter them and keep that meta wheel spinning um, and general sort of chit chat, hobby advice, etc. Um, so if you'd like to be better at the game, um, give me a, give me a sub and I'll see what I can do for you. Yeah. Um, thank you very much again, Will, for coming on. Uh, pleasure My to pleasure. have you once again. Uh, nice to have someone other than Dave who actually knows what they're talking about <laughs> and uh, obviously thank you everyone for listening, thank you Elliot for uh, talking about the Rohan list you're very <laughs> welcome Stephen <laughs> and we will catch you on the next podcast now I just need to work out how to pause this Why do you say that I can't win it then? You always make me read the slides. <laughs>